The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. After Jesus' birth in Bethlehem of Judea, during the reign of King Herod, astrologers from the east arrived one day in Jerusalem inquiring, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. At this news, King Herod became greatly disturbed, and with him all Jerusalem. Summoning all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem of Judea, they informed him, Here is what the prophet has written, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the princes of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Herod called the astrologers aside and found out from them the exact time of the star's appearance. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, after having instructed them, Go and get detailed information about the child. When you have discovered something, report your findings to me, and I may, so that I may go and offer him homage too. After, the king's, after their audience with the king, they set out. The star which they had observed at its rising went ahead of them until it came to a standstill over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house found the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their coffers and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They received a message in a dream not to return to Herod, so they went back to their own country by another route. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Today is, the, like I said, the Feast of Epiphany, sometimes called the Feast of the Wise Men. Um, it's got lots of different names, really. But it is one of the six major feasts in the Christian calendar. And it used to be the second most popular feast after Easter. Um, and now it's kind of relegated to a day closest to the day it actually is which is January 6th, which is the 12th day of Christmas, by the way. So, and if you weren't aware, today is the 8th day of Christmas. So, somewhere somebody's getting eight maids milking. I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> so these, today we read about these magi, or the king, three kings, or the wise men, or in the gospel we read today, the astrologers who come from the east to come and see Jesus, the new king, because they have seen his star arise in the sky. And these astrologers, in these times, in these times, these astrologers would see a new star and think that it was a uh, proclamation of a new king. So they were looking for this king. And I don't know what this star was, if it was a star that they newly discovered, or if it was a star, maybe a comet. There's a lot of speculation that maybe it was a comet that was going over. Um, it could have been Jupiter and Saturn kind of combining. Uh, if you look out tonight, probably, if it's clear, um, those two brightest stars that you see in the sky that are kind of here and here, um, those are Jupiter and Saturn. You can see them really clearly right now. And... It's possible that at this time they were kind of together and shown even brighter. That happens. It, who knows what it was? It may be a supernatural event. Um, 
you know, the Bible's full of them. <laughs> Jesus rose from the dead. I don't know how to explain that either. So, um, but this, somehow these astrologers, wise men, magi, kings, whatever, were led to Jesus. And they were not Jewish. They were from the East. So they were probably Zoroastrian astrologists is what the most common thought is. And they, they knelt down and gave homage to Jesus. They were not afraid to, to kneel down in front of him. Um, and they brought gifts, right? And there's a lot of, man, there's so much speculation as to what these gifts were and what they meant. Well, not what they were, because we know what they were, but what they meant. Um, if they had some sort of meaning to them. And the traditional interpretation of this, the, the interpretation that we hear the most down the last 2,000 years, has been this. There was gold, which is a gift for royalty, um, acknowledging that Jesus was a king, right? These guys saw his star. They assumed he was a king. They brought him gold as a kingly gift. That's probably the easiest one to nail down, okay? And then we have the two other, frankincense and myrrh. And what are frankincense and myrrh? Well, frankincense was an expensive incense that was burned um, in, lot, in lots of things. But it was burned in uh, worship in the temple, which would signify Jesus' divinity, right? Um, we'll come back to that in a minute. Maybe that was, maybe it wasn't. Myrrh was an expensive oil that was used for perfume, okay? And according to this explanation or legend or whatever, myrrh was most commonly used among wealthy Jews as an anointing oil for the dead. So this myrrh was seen as a foreshadowing of Jesus' death and a reminder of his mortality. Now, the, the problem with this, here's, okay, frankincense and myrrh kind of so, in this in this line of thought, prefigure the crucifixion, right? Because they're both used at funerals. Frankincense was used as an incense at a funeral to kind of keep the smell away. Myrrh was an embalming aid. Um, and we can appreciate the symbolism of that, but imagine that you're Mary and Joseph, right? And these guys come and say, you know, hey, congratulations on the birth of your little baby boy. Um, we'd like to give you these reminders of his impending torture and death, right? <laughs> myrrh was also used as a perfume and was also added to cheap wine to make it more drinkable. And if you'll remember when Jesus was on the cross, they put a sponge in cheap wine mixed with myrrh and tried to give it to him, and uh, he wouldn't take it. So there's, you know, the fact is frankincense and myrrh were used for all kinds of things. Um, from a nice fragrance to um, medicinal purposes. Uh, it's thought that maybe the myrrh was used um, to help heal Mary after childbirth. Um, that's assuming the, the three wise men or astrologers or whatever came early after Jesus' birth. Um, some traditions say it took almost two years for them to get there, in which case the healing agent probably wouldn't be much good to marry by then, but who knows. 
why they brought these things is pretty unknown. Um, except for maybe that line in the Old Testament reading today, if you caught that. Um, but at the time, they were expensive gifts. And they could have possibly helped, been a great help to Mary and Joseph when they had to flee Bethlehem and go to Egypt to escape Herod's wrath on the children of Bethlehem. But the question that I have through all this is what gifts do we bring? Okay, what gifts do we bring to Jesus at this time of his birth, right? If we were in a church building right now filled with people, at this point I would be encouraging people to help out in the greeters ministry or help out in the nursery or help out with the youth group. But we're, we're not that kind of church, right? <laughs> Um, and anyway, your gifts can be used in so many ways outside of a church building and, and probably even more effectively. Okay? Some of you bring your gifts without even knowing it. Gifts of hospitality, generosity, good cheer. You bring your own incense wherever you go. Frank doesn't have to have the corner on, on incense, right? We can have Bob incense, Chuck incense, Jane incense. Um, wherever we go, we can drive back the stale smells of the ordinary world with our own sweet fragrance. And that, my friends, is the good news. <laughs>